0: I'm Daniel. And I'm Pat. This is Y2K Movies. A podcast about the films of the 21st century. Oh, man. And today we're doing Prey. Did you see Prey, Daniel? I did. And I, uh, I mean, I fucking loved it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm very <laughs> enthusiastic about this movie.
1: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> it, i was very excited about it, too. When I first heard it that they were making it, um, I was excited for them to go back in time. Obviously, this is something that they've teased since Predator 2 and uh, they've handled a little bit in the comics but to see it kind of in film form the last two Predator movies I don't think they were terrible but um, they definitely weren't as good as Predator 2 and uh, I think this one might have been at least on par with it if not as good, if not better
0: I you know? totally agree uh, I the last one I think it was called The Predator right? that came out a couple years ago uh, with Olivia Munn and I was very, I was kind of disappointed in that, maybe I'm not going to lie. Because, you know, it has Olivia Munn in it. It's like the super sci-fi thing. It was kind of being super edgy with like the technology that uh, the, the Predator was bringing. And I just felt like it, it, it failed to deliver. It, you know what? It really, really
1: did fail to deliver. And what was the most like heartbreaking about it? And that's right, motherfucker. I'll say heartbreaking. What was the most heartbreaking about it was that it was um written by Fred Decker and Shane Black and directed by Shane Black. So Shane Black, he did um he was in the first Predator movie. He was one of the uh one of the commandos.
0: He was with the glasses, right?
1: Yeah, that tells the joke about the little pussy, the little pussy. <laughs> yeah. Um and he was in the eighties, he was this prolific screenwriter right. that Like had he, I think, I forget what movie it was, but he's one of the screenplays that he sold that might've been like lethal weapon two, um, was like the most a screenwriter had ever been paid in Hollywood history. It was like the million dollar mark. Now it would probably be kind of like small in comparison to what some of these other guys are making, but you know, he was, he he has a very, he had a very hot Hollywood career. He was responsible for a lot of good, uh, eighties and nineties action movies, um, and Fred Decker was the guy that did, like, Monster Squad and shit. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So when you saw these guys were getting together to make a Predator movie, it was like, fuck yeah. And then you see it, and it's like, oh, okay. They're just getting it and shit. You're just like, right.
0: oh, man. <laughs> I, I did not get the chance to see it in theaters. So right when it came out, I bought the Steelbook. And the Steelbook looks fucking awesome. And I'm just like, I'm so excited. I went home, you know, press play. And I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Now, Predators uh, with Adrian Brody. That was I actually didn't mind that movie at all. Yeah, like, actually, really liked it. I thought it was super creative. Um, I enjoyed that they went back to a jungle, but it was like on a different planet. Sure. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, m- me personally, my my favorite is the second one. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's because of the lore, like, it, it kind of shows you who the predator is and what they are about. And I really appreciated that. And then, uh, I mean, and the it, first one's good. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's good. I feel like for uh, people that actually grew up with that, it was like, oh, you can't beat it and everything. But to me, I definitely enjoyed the second one.
1: Yeah. Uh, Predators was supposed to be a Robert Rodriguez movie. And uh, he had developed that and then ended up letting, uh, I think his, like, cinematographer fil- direct it or something. Right. But, but that was that was definitely not bad. It was a decent enough. Entry. It had a really good cast. It was uh, wasn't um, was Lawrence Fishburne in that too? I know Topher Grace was like the serial killer.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: he was like some that had
0: cast with it. Yeah,
1: really good cast. Um, but Predator Two, man. So I don't. I definitely. Don't think I saw Predator one in the theater. Um, that was something I would have caught on cable or, or home video because that came out when I was like seven or eight. So right. my
0: parents weren't that fucking irresponsible. But um, <laughs> actually, my dad t- is who, who <laughs> Predator. I think <laughs> yeah. I was I was definitely under ten when I first watched it. And I thought it was I thought it was so badass. I fucking loved it. Like I was like, this is so cool. And uh, it was during that like you know when you're a kid and you go through that Arnold Schwarzenegger phase, like Predator, Commando. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, all, all those kind of films, and it just was, it was towards the top of the list for me when I was a kid. Uh, definitely one of those things that got me into action films, and I'm definitely not so much into action now, but as a kid, I mean, you couldn't, like, Predator was the alpha. That was the apex of action, and I fucking loved it.
1: Yeah yeah but let's talk about prey because that's uh that's, that's what we're here for <laughs> yeah that's this week's movie so prey tells the origin story of the predator in the world of the comanche nation 300 years ago i'm reading this off imdb this is their summary not mine Naru, a skilled warrior fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on earth so uh that's that's a, a brief summary of the film i guess um and, I guess, uh, I mean, I don't have any questions for you. Like, what, uh... it was co-written and directed by Dan Trackerberg, who was responsible for 10 Cloverfield Lane.
0: Which is amazing. Uh,
1: yes, definitely a movie I would like to cover on And podcast, literally, when, but, uh... They,
0: uh, when Prey got announced and I saw who was directing it, I was like, this movie is going to be fucking awesome.
1: Right. <laughs> And he has, but he hasn't done that many movies. Like I was looking at his IMDb page. He did this. uh, He did 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then he did an episode of the boys and Black Mirror. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, it's not a big set of uh, pickings, but everything he's done is pretty solid. Right. I felt what what he did with 10 Cloverfield Lane and also in such a uh, closed off like set, like, I mean, it was a very small set. Uh, the the way he got out of those actors, I actually, I could argue that j- that may have been John Goodman's best role ever, but what he did with that, like, I mean, I I was very surprised, because I didn't actually care for the first, like, Cloverfield. I didn't really, I was like, and I love monster movies, and that mm. one just didn't really cut it for me, but Tim Cloverfield Lane, that was like, I was kind of at the edge of my seat watching it. I was like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? Like, R- right. And, and it also being like, again, like in a shelter, like I was like, it's such a small set and what he was able to do with it, the tools that he used, the surprises that happened. Like, I was just like, yeah, I think he'll do really good with Prey. Well, I feel like, <clears throat> not, not to spend too much time
1: on my clone. Cause I do want to do, we could literally, right. I, so I wouldn't even, know. I wouldn't even go there. I wouldn't even go there. We'll just, we'll just stick with Prey cause I'll get fucking distracted. Um, <laughs> But uh so the basis of the basis of parade comes from the final scene in Predator 2, where uh the Predator hands Danny Glover a flintock pistol that's dated nineteen or seventeen fifteen. And this was like you said, this is kind of our first um the first time we really delve into the Predator lore. Because in, in the first Predator movie, you know it's an alien, obviously. You know that it's uh it's hunting other warriors there there's a scene in predator 1 that also kind of lays the groundwork for prey where the um the gorilla that they have with them the chick she's unarmed and the predator doesn't go after her he like just kind of completely passes over her and that lets uh arnold schwarzenegger's character know that um you know it's it's kind of like it's hunting opponents that it deems worthy and that that so that you know as much as uh predator two alludes to the um the like the length that the predator has been coming to earth predator one lays the groundwork for prey because it deals with the predator's inherent misogyny
0: where it doesn't perceive women as threats right, right. right which actually still tied in also with the storyline of prey exactly the hunter <laughs> And they just say, you can't do it. Like, you're a yeah. gatherer. And I, I just really... I, so, uh, with Naru, who was played by Amber Thunder, which, by the way, that's just such a fucking awesome name. Uh, I almost felt like, right at the beginning of the movie, when she thought that she saw the Thunderbird, I was like, this is about to be... Th- like, it's going to be so different but the same as the, uh, as the first predator and the second predator. Right. And bringing in some of the, uh, Comanche traditions or, uh, just like that kind of like Western lifestyle of, from 300 years ago was pretty cool. However, I did find out that there, uh, where they were located, I think was like the upper plains of like Idaho and stuff. The Comanche, uh, was not there. They actually were in Texas and I think Oklahoma, so that was one of those things that part of the movie I was kind of like, oh, bam. But, you know, it's a movie, kind of makes that movie magic. But, yeah, it, it, I
1: people have kind of done that on the internet. They've picked apart historical inaccuracies. And all I got to say is when I heard about this, I was not expecting dancing with wolves with a fucking predator.
0: Like- oh, right. Yeah. No, that's not the whole lot. Thinking. So, like, I wasn't too upset about it but, it. but once they start bringing in all that other stuff, I was like, this is so sick. But, yeah. uh, the, uh, just, the way that she was super, I I just loved her character. She was out there. She was trying to defy the odds that were given to her. And I kind of liked her brother. uh, I think his name's like Tabby or Tabby. Um, But like, I how he was pretty supportive, but he kind of just understood like, you're not going to become like this leader here. And, you know, he was going to take it. But uh, later on, I think that kind of changed. But Getting into, like, the Predator in general, the bodysuit and just the way it looked is probably the coolest I think I've ever seen Predator.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, the, the skull mask was a nice touch. It doesn't have the helmet right. that uh, you see in the previous movies. It's got this, like, skull thing.
0: Yeah, and oh. actually I found out that the uh, the skull is from a river ghost, which is from Predators. Oh. So they actually were able to connect it all the way back to that as well nice okay so that was a little cool uh trivia that i found out and and i you know i thought uh the director dan i thought he did really good with trying to tie these back to um the the, at least the first three the last one i'm not really sure if, if anything really connected uh to most people i think the last one people don't really want to be a predator series but it is what it is
1: well, they, they, they have Predator... I think Predator Dogs is the most lore that they introduce, right? Don't they have Predator Dogs in that? Yeah,
0: they have... Yeah, something... It's like a canine kind of
1: yeah. animal. Um. But yeah, this one was, was steeped in, in the Predator mythology, more so than I realized when I was watching it. Like, I, I obviously knew... At the end of Predator Two, they allude that they had been coming for a while. So okay, this is goes back to that. And I remember, like, yeah, did he give him a pistol? And the pistol doesn't show up till the very end of this movie. Right. But the the pistol. What I didn't realize was that um, the the one character, which I got, the one character when she's captured, um, who's uh, a pirate. His name is. Um, I don't you wouldn't really know it from watching the movie but um there's a, a character named Raphael Adelini who is from the comic book. So there's a comic book that came out in 1996 called Predator 1718 which tried to explore the origin of that flintlock pistol that Danny Glover is given at the end of Predator 2. Okay, so the, the flintlock pistol that Danny Glover is given is dated 1975 or 17. I'm sorry, 1715. All right, <laughs> 1715. <laughs> right. This movie, Prey, takes place in 1719. There was a comic book that came out that was set in 1718 and has to do with the pirate that she encounters in camp that tells her all about the, the, like he believes her and he, he speaks her language and he says like, you know what I mean? Like he kind of like gives her the rundown real quick. Right. So, so that's because of a run in that he had with them in the comics. So I didn't, and and watching the movie, I didn't know, any of this
0: yeah i had like, no idea actually yeah I that there was it, comments about it but i did not like look back
1: i never read that shit comics. dark horse it, it, it all felt like because that was before people realized what like how valuable movie rights were so they were like terminator and Rob- robocop sure whatever we'll do <laughs> we'll fucking throw it together and the movie studios were like what yeah okay yeah you can have the rights to this who cares you know um and that's, and, and that dark horse also did the alien versus predator stuff and, and they right. did all the predator comics, which I, which I think is cool that like this movie tried to remain somewhat faithful to, I didn't know there, there was a fan base that would even care, <laughs> you know, but I guess, I guess there is. And they scored some points by sticking to the script.
0: Right. Yeah. They, uh, I want to say dark horse cause they had a little bit of alien. I know Marvel owns it now, but, uh, alien actually went against Superman. like a little later on like right after AVP so I, I don't know they a lot of comics they just throw everything together right like right sure. now I, I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm reading the Godzilla versus the Power Rangers series <laughs> <laughs> you know I just could I couldn't resist once they said anything with God it's so hard to get anything with Godzilla nowadays that like I was just like yep sign me on. And it's cool because it's the old uh, Power Rangers from the '90s, so it's like the dinosaur ones. Oh, like, so it's sick.
1: like Trini and uh,
0: it's sick. It's actually yeah. pretty good. I'm not gonna lie; they, the writers are doing a good job. But uh,
1: check that out. That's pretty. I didn't even know that that existed.
0: Yeah, they also uh, just released Reanimator versus uh, Army of Darkness, and it's the Reanimator and Ash. Oh wow! Okay,
1: and I think I, I think I read that on Twitter or something. I was. Perfectly aware of that um yeah. cool
0: yeah but uh so when the predator came to earth and it started basically wrecking havoc among nature i that bear scene was so cool because i mean it was like i felt like the bear was kind of going like tit for tat with it and the next thing you know the predator just fucking right <laughs> went predator and and got it and then that's when uh Naru meets predator, like kind of like face to face.
1: Uh, huh that, so, that when he first dismisses her for being female.
0: Yeah, it, he well, he dismisses her and then he, but he follows her, so it really gets the whole misogyny thing going on.
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> like, he's yeah. stalking her ass. Like, yeah. you know, I I am all for, um, I you know like I... So when I when I heard about this it, it I have a uh, I have a daughter that I have joint custody of and she spends every other weekend with me and she was with me the weekend this came out and I was like oh we should watch this you know and um she was not interested in it whatsoever but I knew that it had like a, a young female protagonist and it had this pro feminist message and all the shit and I was like okay this will be good maybe she'll be she'll dig it or something and you know and uh I didn't realize though like it's it's the, like how much of the movie is really... I get the misogyny that, that Naru faces from her tribe, okay? Because that is something that existed in that time. There was a social structure, it was a patriarchy, it was very rigid and protected, and it was done for survival reasons and, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. That's the way shit was back in the day. But, the fact that the Predator, like the whole concept of this movie, and, and the title Prey, is that the predator dismisses how dangerous naru can be and granted her village does as well everyone does right except yeah. for her brother who's kind of on her side even though she like really consistently proves herself to be very fucking dangerous oh yeah um she kills wildlife left and right mm-hmm. she invents weaponry right she she goes toe to toe with the male with like the men and like the war tribe and shit she kicks their ass like I don't know how much more, either, like, the Predator is literally blinded by his misogyny. I don't know why he can't, why it takes him so long to grasp her as a threat. And I think that that's almost bad writing. Like, he really should have, if there's any kind of logic, other than just the, the Predator species is inherently sexist. If there was any kind of logic to its threat assessment... Like, she should have been pinged, like, from, like, pretty fucking early on, you know?
0: Right. So that's what I was thinking about also, like, towards, because, you know, it, it followed her. But through it following her, it didn't start following her until she, she, like, went out to go hunt for it. And uh whenever she found it, I mean, she didn't really have any weapons because of the bear. So, like, uh. so to him, because of his, like, little technology and shit. He was seeing her not as a threat because she was just, she didn't have any weapons. She was sm- smaller than him. I mean, he's like eight feet tall, so we're all smaller than him. But like, she just didn't, from his uh, point of view, without the weaponry, or I guess any, like, she's not the size of a bear. <laughs> so that's how, like, I kind of took it was that, because once uh, the pirates, or like, I think they were like French colonists, uh, once they started to you know pull out their their guns and their whatever else they had I don't know if they had any swords but their their weaponry once they start pulling that out that's when he starts killing them and right. then even once he was like they try to catch him so i guess to me and even in the first and the second predator i'm pretty sure they have encounters with him but they're not armed and they uh, just kind of leave it leaves him they uh, the predator leaves them alone you're yeah you're right so that that's how like I try to take it, um, yeah. but I was also watching it with my wife, and she was kind of like, "I don't understand why this predator thinks that she's just gonna." <laughs> <not take it." laughs> I was just like, "I know, right?" <laughs> but in a sense, so that actually kind of leads up a little bit to uh, one thing that I noticed, especially while after watching the movie and looking online, like what people thought. So one of the main comments that I thought, and I'm just paraphrasing, I didn't write it down or take a screenshot or anything like that because I didn't care that much. (laughs) But this one guy was like, I'm so tired of like woke Hollywood and making these female protagonists and like all this stuff and making it such about feminism. And he said, you're telling me that this uh, Comanche, you know, nation woman was able to take down this predator? But these, like, eight buff, you know, SWAT guys or special, you know, forces guys with Arnold Schwarzenegger, only one survived. And I read that, and I looked, I, like, I actually ended up calling my dad. I was like, hey, did you watch Prey yet? And he goes, yeah. I I was like, I gotta ask you something. I was like, what'd you think of it? He goes, I think it was, you know, one of the better ones for sure. He's like, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, how did... His name's Dutch, right? Arnold's yeah. character. How did, I was like, how did Dutch defeat the Predator? And he was like, uh, kind of like how the new person did. And it was like he just he just kind of used you know nature to destroy him. I was like, thank you. I was like, and then I told him about like this whole comment, and I was like, this guy clearly doesn't understand that like one of the story plots of Predator is to not rely so much on technology and to kind of come back and to like nature, and your instincts, and stuff like that. Because once the Predator, like, once its helmet's off, it's now, it's not fair game, because, you know, he still is 8 feet tall, he can run 3 times faster than you, he can lift 5 times more than you. However, once that mask comes off, his eyesight's really bad. He right. can't really, he doesn't think. Like, his, his helmet does the thinking kind of for him. So, he relies so much on technology, that that's why in the first one... You know, we just relied nothing on guns. Well, when you go guns versus guns, the Predators, which is so far advanced, that's going to that weaponry is going to definitely beat our our weapons from the 80s. And then you have this, the, you know, this one woman who is one like she's super smart. Uh, she uses her instincts and her common knowledge of the land to get the upper hand on him, and, which is exactly what happens. I mean, the Predator is coming into new territory, and she uses what she can. But even Dutch, he went down to the bow and arrow, you know? like That's how he kind of defeated it. Which, even then, he didn't really defeat it. I mean, that Predator survived until it decided to nuke itself. (laughs) So, like, this one was actually defeated in in a pretty awesome, gory way. Yeah, it's
1: also... About fucking aliens and shit. Like, this movie yeah, ha- is, yeah. has no has no responsibility to be realistic in any way. Mm-mm. Like, I, I don't know where these people think that, like, cer- like certain, <laughs> certain things have to be hyper-realistic. And then other right. shit could just be completely made up. The whole, it, dude, this is a story that somebody's telling. They can tell it any way they want. I have a feeling this is something we're going to be saying repeatedly throughout this show. But like, not this, necessarily this episode, but in general, when people we talk about people's complaints, like, right. dude, it's there was it, it was Dan Tragenberg's story to tell. This is the way he wanted to tell it. If you want to argue about points of it, fine. I don't know, but he owes right. no debt to you to be realistic in any way. And, and I'm not even saying that what he did with her female with the female character was completely unrealistic. I'm just saying right. it's it's a fucking movie, dude. Um, and I don't think that, you know, I, I'm sorry. I got, I, I like Buffy and this is, this gave me Buffy vibes.
0: It was cool. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It gave me, gave me every, uh, final girl vibes. Like that's all, it was like, and one, like I'm a huge, you know, fan of horror movies. Uh, I think that kind of like horror genre kind of like brought me and you to like what we are today. But like, that was one of those things that like, I I don't know. Like I don't have a my thing is is I don't have a problem with who is in a character spot. I like the character. Like it's about it's about that character. And I I feel like when people get upset about, especially now, like even with these Marvel movies, everybody's like talking about oh, there's going to be a woman Thor or like all these like new women coming in. I was like, you guys realize like if you're an actual fan of these characters, then you realize that these comics were made 30 years ago where there was already (laughs) you know a woman Thor or uh Captain Marvel was already killing everybody. Like I was like, these these people, like, they already existed. I was like, Disney's not changing the way that Marvel is. On, well, not too much, but like they're not they're they're like still taking the story plots and the storylines from comic books that were already written. Like right. they've been they've been established already. These these heroes, these villains, uh whether you want them to have you know the feminine background the masculinity background or being a misogynist like tony stark or anything like that like i mean like people like th- this thing already existed they they uh their story arcs usually just like even tony stark's you know he was a he was a straight playboy at the beginning of his iron man days and then eventually he, his story arc led him to
1: be a queer like, power bottom
0: right <laughs> yeah that, actually <laughs> that did happen same with uh <laughs> uh Fuck. No, that did. Uh I'm pretty sure he like got in and, and some of the newer comics, uh Iron Man and I wanna say uh who, who is it? Guardians of the Galaxy guy.
1: Oh uh, uh Peter Quill.
0: Peter Quill. So Peter Quill, like he is he just fucks whoever he wants. Which is <laughs> fine because let 'cause let's I'm gonna be honest. Like if I'm a human out in space. I'm probably going to fuck whatever alien there is. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, I don't care. Like what, do, what is that? Like, honestly, like on earth, this is just kind of like a, it's, it's an earthly thing, you know, being yeah. what you like to fuck and what you don't. So like, I feel like once you go out and like, and which obviously, you know, it's Marvel, it's a comic, it's really not that deep. It's just, it's just what it is. But I don't know. People get really upset about, uh, these, these like new gender, like, well, Captain America's supposed to be a man, and we got a Captain America woman. Like, who cares?
1: Well, like, I don't. Not that I would ever defend uh, the insane internet troll fanboys for a <laughs> second here, but I think there's a difference between the the argument they they make is, and I'm not saying I agree to it. I'm just saying I know what the argument is. The argument they make is that look, if if you're drawing from the comic. That's one thing. Nobody right. gave a shit about Miles Morales. You know why? Because Miles Morales was from the comic that was established. It was done well, and right. nobody gives a shit that there's a Black Spider-Man. Right. When what they get all up in arms about is when they same thing with like Black Nick Fury. Once again, was established. No one cared about that. Everyone thought it yeah. was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but when you start playing with stuff. And the transition from the source material to the movie. Like, if you look at the way everyone lost their shit about Lord of the Rings. When that Lord of the Rings show that's coming out. And they made, like, Black Elves or whatever. Right. And people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's, there, was no, there was none of that in the Tolkien books. Right. right? Everyone was just white. <laughs> right. And the fact that they're changing races for the for the uh when they make the film version i mean that clearly shows and i'm not i'm not saying this is wrong but it shows the production company is interjecting their beliefs on how race should be represented into source material where race wasn't thought of right so like you're right. My Jane Foster as Thor was something that was pre-established in the comics. I didn't right, hear right. too much blowback for that and if there was those people were quickly science, silenced by the the nerds that knew the canon and were like, "Well, fuck right. you, this is fine." It's about <laughs> it's about when they change race and 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 gender and stuff like that against the canon for right. the movie. That's where people really dig in and bitch and i'm not saying they're right for doing that i'm just saying that i think there's a difference between the two as as all comic book nerds care about is that you're following the comic (laughs) if it was if it was pre-established yeah if it was pre-established in the comic that's they don't give a shit you know it's when you
0: plays the person
1: right it's when you go against the script like no one's gonna bitch about iron iron heart because that was its been a, It's a thing we all know it's coming. Same thing with like Sam Wilson as Captain America. Like, we knew that was going to happen. And oh, yeah. what, spoiler alert! Bucky's going to be Captain America too at some point. Like, right? W- we just know this, so we we don't get thrown off. And with with this, with Prey, there was no. They weren't playing against anything. They, they're, it, it was surprising. You know, like it took them this long to do this. Like it was like you could. You know, it was okay. There was they. They weren't violating canon they they were actually if you like we like we established earlier they went out of their way to be faithful to the comics right which maybe maybe in retrospect maybe that was them extending an olive branch to the internet nerds like hey look we're following the comics don't burn us alive you know right. um so yeah i don't i i don't think that prey was pandering at all i think no
0: i don't think so either i think yeah. they did a really good job with it and i think they stuck with like I think they try to be realistic in the ways that they could, like more with yeah. the human side, not necessarily with the alien side, which is good because how how would we know? But the uh, <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed it. And on, so I, there's only two hiccups that I really did have, and the whole Comanche being in uh, northern Idaho or whatever, that wasn't even really a hiccup. Okay. To me, it is Toby dying, the brother. Yeah, I didn't think he had to, and I also think that if if Predator did not have that technology where he could go invisible, I think that motherfucker would have killed him. Or both of them together, still. Like, I kind of like the idea of them both teaming up and taking that on. And I kind of wanted to see him, like, watch his sister fuck this alien up. I did. I wanted Because I think he knew that she could do it. And he did not get to see that happen. And I you know, felt like that was, like, a missing... That, was, that, to me, was, like, damn. Like, really?
1: I completely agree with you. I think the only reason they killed him was to put her in charge at the end.
0: Right, which I also agree. But I think if, I think they could have made it where he survived and he was able to talk to the chief and kind of show him, like, <laughs> she's a fucking badass. And it should be, like, a co-operation. Because I think he got... Uh, is it Warchief that he... Became? Yeah, he was the Warchief, yeah. War chief. So I think that they could have... It would have been a pretty progressive thing because I don't think they had a split war chief, especially not probably with another woman. Uh-huh. But like, I think that they could have done that, and I think that would have been really interesting. Okay. But, and then my second hiccup is that it was not in fucking theaters because this movie would have been a huge summer blockbuster. I, 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 I think that's what it would have been. I think I don't think it'd have been like Maverick, like Top Gun Maverick big, but for the summer right now cuz I actually don't think there's any movies that I really want to go watch in the theaters right now. But if this I would have wanted to go see this opening night. Yeah, that is kind of int- I mean and it, and it happened that way because Disney bought Hulu and Disney, well, let me rephrase that. Disney's always had Hulu uh, for years. But when Disney bought Fox, or 21st, 20th Century? Yeah, 20th uh-huh. Century uh, Fox, which is now, I think, just called 20th Century Studios. Uh, they were actually going to scrap it. And then they decided to just have a Hulu original and just release it streaming. And I think that they are... I mean, I'm sure people joined Hulu to watch this, or at least I hope they did, because it's definitely worth it. but And it probably still is cheaper than going out to the movies. <laughs> but... I think they dropped the ball on it and I do think they should have released it in theaters because I think this would have been so cool to watch like I don't that's how I feel about it. I think the I think the mixing was really good with the uh with the way that the predator was the sounds that it was doing and I just thought it would be really cool if I was surrounded by that in total darkness.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did feel a little um to you know streaming service movies which yeah this movie premiered uh august 5th 2022 on hulu um streaming service movies usually aren't top tier there's still kind of a stigma there i mean you right. had scorsese with the irishman but, like, I can't think of anything else that was direct-to-streaming that felt like an event movie or event right. media. You know what I mean? That, As far as movies go, TV series or whatever, fine, yeah. But yeah. um, the, the movie aspect of the streaming services isn't really there yet. Although, this month alone, I think three of the four movies we're talking about were direct-to-stream premieres. They didn't get theatrical releases.
0: Yeah, so I, there's I, something to be said I, about
1: too. that too. A lot of media is coming out of the way.
0: Yeah, I I
1: wonder if it was just like we're still kind of in this post-pandemic world, and it's a gamble. And right. you I know.
0: mean, way, like I understand that it does cost money to put it out, yeah. but like I mean, I I don't know. Like I just see this kind of. I mean, I couldn't even tell you what's out in theaters right now. And um,
1: a lot of kids' movies.
0: Yeah, but like I mean, I, for to me, like the whole blockbuster idea and that's exactly what I would imagine Disney would want from this. Uh, I think they could have achieved it. I think it would have done really good. I think it would have done good worldwide. Not just in our domestic box office, but I think this would have done good everywhere.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because they're, you know, it was hugely successful on Hulu. There was, you know, record-breaking downloads, all that stuff.
0: Which and, is awesome.
1: And they left the groundwork like for a uh, they left the groundwork for a direct sequel, which chances are there's a pretty good chance we'll get to see one
0: i Uh, I really hope for it
1: yeah and what's interesting is that now would it could you imagine prey 2 getting a theatrical release when prey 1 was direct to hulu like it's it's almost like they've pigeonholed themselves i hope this teaches them a lesson right you know what gamble on these things because now to do prey 2 in the theater but not prey 1 i mean i guess there's no law saying you can't but I don't know. Are they afraid? Well, you know, yeah, one got all this praise and love and views, but that's because it was for free. People already had it. Like If we we make them pay to see the second one in the theater, is that going to piss people off and they're not going to go now? Or what, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I think Um, with
0: the success of it, I do think that they could push it to theater, uh, the second one. Yeah, it would be interesting. I also, I mean, I think they understand with this movie, I think they understand kind of where they need to go. And like, I mean, if there was a sequel and it came out, I think I would want to keep it, you know, on Earth. And I think it'd be really cool to, you know, maybe jump another hundred years and maybe have them uh, actually a hundred. So if we jump, if we would jump like a hundred, you said this was in 1719. So like, say like 150 years, let's drop a predator in the middle of the civil war.
1: Yeah, that you know, that was somebody's tweet that I saw um that said, let's just do this for let let's just see a couple Predator movies with like a Predator in Fuel Japan, a yeah. predator in the wild west, a predator I've... during the the Klondike gold rush or something and a cold environment. We haven't seen the we haven't seen the predator in the snow yet, and with his heat vision and how does that well, work? Right? And,
0: and Alien versus Predator. Oh, I Antarctica.
1: I've... Oh, I never saw
0: that. You never saw the first one? Okay, so honestly... I think I
1: did see the first one, because I I do remember there being, like, the the idea that the aliens... The predators create the aliens... Right. So they have shit to hunt. Yeah. And there was something with pyramids or something. Yeah,
0: it was basically that they, like... uh, I think in AVP, which it's been a long time since I watched, but it had... um, They were, like... The Egyptian gods—they were the—they were basically the gods that we know of, and that yeah, they created uh, the xenomorphs for them to hunt because that was the ultimate uh, like prey. That was like the ultimate way to—I don't know—to test your skills because you know they—they they have that whole hierarchy of predators. Like that's how they like if you don't survive this or don't succeed with this, then then you're done. Like they'll they'll probably if you, if what you're hunting doesn't kill you, like they will probably kill you. And at least that's what I kind of got from it. But in the first one, I'm pretty sure, well, I like the actors in it, but I want to say, in the first Alien versus Predator, the main scientist, the older guy, uh, I'm pretty sure he's from the first Alien. I can't remember if he's the robot or one of the guys on there.
1: Yeah, I think but, it is. It's yeah. uh, Lance Hedrickson.
0: Yeah. So, that was kind of a cool throwback. But, I mean, since we're kind of, like, on the whole Alien vs. Predator thing, uh, growing up, I said that I was really into Predator. So, I always loved Predator. I thought he was badass. However, once I started getting more into Alien movies, and I started understanding it, and then obviously getting more into that, like, horror theme of my life, I like the Alien movies. Well, like, the first two, and then... Maybe and then the Prometheus and Covenant is fine. I like those. And then, uh, I liked the Predator as a character just better than the Xenomorph. But how I like the Alien movie a little bit better. So I was always conflicted like growing up. And then when AVP came out, I I I actually rooted for Predator, <laughs> but and then. It got weird. Uh, the second one, I've never finished. I, I always fall asleep when I'm watching it, so I don't know what that's gonna. Yeah, we'll never I get through that.
1: I felt so ridiculously burned by the first one. I never watched the second one. I really did enjoy the. Um... Now, did they ever finish that trilogy with uh, with Ridley Scott's like Alien prequel trilogy with Michael <laughs> Fassbender? Did they just do the two?
0: No, they only did the two. And Ridley Scott, right now, uh, if I remember correctly, is actually battling Disney. Because Disney got the rights to it, but they have that whole. uh, It's like if you were the writer, like creator of it, like you're, you know, it should be your rights. But now, the these companies that are bought, like you know, like Disney, they're trying to take the rights away. Because I heard that they want to redo Die Hard. I heard that they want to do Alien, Predator. I think the Oceans movies. There's like a whole bunch of things that Disney's trying to like reboot. Uh, I want him to finish it because I actually did like oh i love those prometheus was awesome but uh okay so we're basically to the end but right before we do it i want to talk about that pistol so at the end of the uh the movie right before the credits air did you see that she gave that pistol to the chief right yeah okay so during the credits uh the credits are behind the credits are basically these wall paintings and it's describing, like, what happened, like, her story, but it's, like, you know, sped up a little bit. And then it, ha- then it shows what happened afterwards. And after uh, the chief is, like, I think, I think he's making her the war chief. Mm-hmm. After that happens, uh, the Predator ships start showing up. Do you think that whatever Predator came down to talk to them, do you think that it killed that chief and got the gun back? Or do you think the chief gave him that gun and to try to have like a respect thing? Like, you know what? I, like, I don't, that's like how I thought about it. Like, I was like, how did the predator get the gun back? And did he have to, did he fight for it back? Or, you know, something like that. Like, I don't know. I was just thinking.
1: Yeah. See, that's the thing. I didn't see
0: all that. <laughs>
1: Oh, really? I, no, I didn't know there'd be after credit shit. I
0: turned the movie off, and well, it I, wasn't like after credits; it was the credits. I know,
1: but yeah. e- even so, I didn't I didn't sit through the credits of that one, and okay. it wasn't until I was uh, researching stuff for this episode that I saw that I missed all that, and I was like, "God damn it!" So, um yeah, I and and even even not having seen that, I thought that it kind of left; it didn't really answer our question about that pistol. Because right. you're you're right. Obviously, when when we see the pistol in Predator Two, it's in their collection. It's in their trophy case next to the xenomorph skull. Like, where? Like, how does it? Now we know that the the pistol was owned by the pirate guy beforehand, and we saw it in the comic book. But it comes into her possession. And then it ends up back in the Predator's possession. So how does that... And that's why I think we'll see another like There'll be be a sequel that explains how that happens. I don't think it was... I mean, we've never seen it done out of respect. And we know that when... You know, the Predators obviously don't colonize the United States. uh, So if they do show up in droves with ships, they're fought back to some extent. Um, (gasps) Yeah. right so we know well, we
0: possibly i mean because you we also know in predator 2 that once uh glover's character defeats the predator he is given that as a gift out of probably respect that he is he he beat a predator so i mean and i'm i don't know i was trying to think maybe they did some trading or something like uh they uh, maybe they got some technology from it or or maybe it was like a I don't know, some kind of respect thing that I would I would assume because I don't want them to die. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want them. That's how they got like the gun back. Is they fucking came down completely killed everybody like all at once and then they just took what they wanted.
1: Well, she could also die a hero's death. I mean, we know ultimately that, like I said, ultimately they're beaten back and they leave because when Predator One starts in in nineteen eighties, you know, uh, the nineteen eighties. the predators aren't like living on earth like walking around hunting people and <laughs> i mean right. they are and they're, they're they're unknown to us so right. the, so the, them showing up in droves in 1719 between 1719 and 1986 or whatever they leave and right. and dutch is fairly surprised to see them you right. know what i mean so i, I don't know where they're going to go with this but i'm sure they'll they'll wrap it up so that when they you know it, They'll, they'll probably, there might be another one where they do it like, you know, um, where there's more predators. Or I don't know if they came here in droves to hunt or if it's, or, or where they're going to go with it. Um, but she could die, definitely. You can have her die a warrior's death. And that's why they take the thing. Is, uh, it, it becomes yeah. a legitimate trophy of hers, you know. Right. Be interesting. We'll see what they do with it.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's all I got for prey. Uh, I definitely recommend people to go check it out.
1: Yeah, I do too. I think it's a good time. It's not terribly long, and uh, I mean, like I said, Predator is one of the better, better curated franchises. So it's good to see them keep up the keep up the streak.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. See y'all next all right. time. Later.